0: What's up, Yee Nation? Hey, guys. This is Hayden. And this is Parker. And we are trying something a little bit new. We've never done anything like this. Um, you may have heard a bunch of podcasts from Granger and, and everyone else from the team, but we're going to take a shot at it. We've been working on something like this for a little while. Um, it's it's going to be a little bit different. Today it's going to be Parker and myself and if you're familiar with the different personalities at our brand you'll see Tyler a few times you'll see Brian Kimball who does video you'll see a little bit of everybody so we're gonna get this started today with with just myself and
1: Parker and go from there yeah so we wanted to give people a little bit of idea of what's going on at the farm give them a more in-depth look at maybe what we're doing what's going on behind the scenes and start the Yee Yee podcast that we've been talking about forever and we've wanted everything to be perfect and everything to fall in place. And as we both know, in the job, in the profession that we're in, that never happens. So we just turn on the camera and turn on the mics and we're just going to do it.
0: And we have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, we haven't really gone through anything. We've been working on some of the audio and things like that, but Parker and I have not run through any of this. So this is all off the cuff. So bear with us a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we hope y'all enjoy it. So today we had our winter launch. This is the first time we've ever done a winter launch. If you're familiar with our brand, we do seasonal launches. We've done fall, we've done spring, we've done summer, and we decided to do a winter. And I remember whenever Parker came to me a couple months ago and and wanted to do the winter. And at first we were, we were going back and forth if we wanted to do it or not, because a lot of the winter stuff seems like it is the same type of products as the fall and and winter we decided was going to be after Christmas, so like, oh, will people buy? Will, will people still, you know, will Christmas still be too uh, too soon? Before,
1: or are we going to get any purchases? And we had an awesome day. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, this was kind of part of what we wanted to share with you guys, and a lot of people have been like, you know, what goes into the planning of a launch, and how do you come up with the product ideas, and how do you decide. You know when you're gonna do launches and gave you the idea so that's kind of what this is about is to just kind of be more transparent with you guys um so yeah so i approached hayden probably uh sometime in the fall uh tyler and i had met and decided to add one more launch so we have four now um winter spring summer and fall um and yeah it went really well uh, we didn't have that much time to prepare for it, and it was like right after Christmas, so we didn't know how people were going to react to it. But um, it was one of our best days ever.
0: Well, and and what we're leaving off is that Brian, our video guy, who's off camera. Brian was supposed to come and film uh, film a bunch of stuff. We were supposed to get a bunch of content, and my man got COVID a little bit before, and so he ended up coming in this week. He tested negative; it's all good. Uh, but he came in this week, and he crushed it all week. And we've just been filming so much video, doing so much content for the last week. So um, shout out, Brian. We, I don't think he's slept in a while. He's been sleeping on couches at the Yee Farm, and then last night he slept at Parker's. And so I think he's ready to get back uh, back to College Station and get into
1: and get into his bed. Yeah. So, It could not have been worse timing for him to get COVID at the time. It was we
0: the were, worst week. Yeah, It was literally the worst yeah. week that he could get COVID of the entire year. So... Um, yeah, so it was great. And we, we want to thank everybody for the support and man, it's crazy. Every single one of these launches just gets bigger and bigger. And we keep thinking that we keep thinking that it's going to level off or, or do something and they just keep getting bigger. And we had more orders than we've ever had today. And we had a ton of first time customers and Yi Nation is growing. And that's crazy because I've been here a little over two years and, the growth has been insane and Parker can say even more because he's been here longer. Tyler is the one that started all of this along with Granger and they've seen the growth since day one. So it's, it's all really crazy. So we appreciate it. Uh, we have a reward program. So tell your friends about it. Every time you tell your friend about Ye Apparel and they, and they purchase, you get, you get free Yee Apparel. So it's on our website, yee.com. Um, a lot of people ask about our relationship and our friendship and, and how far we go back. And um, like, the, it's funny. So I recently moved in with Parker last week and um, I'll keep you all updated on how that goes. But we, I had someone DM us the other day and say, they DM'd me and they were like, why are you always with them? And I was like, I just moved in with them. And someone goes,
1: that's not going to end well.
0: And I was like, I don't know if it's going to end well or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it just depends on your friendship. I, I definitely think a lot of people couldn't do it, but I, I think a lot of people couldn't work with family uh, like, like I work with Granger and Tyler and three, three brothers. So I think it just depends on your personality type and um, nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, there's never a good time to open the beer in the middle of a podcast. Keep, keep going. Sorry.
1: No, I was just going to say I think, uh, I think we work well together and we've known each other since uh, high school. And our, our personality types have always, uh, gotten along and obviously we made it this far, um, working together. So I think we stay out of each other's way pretty well at the house so far after like a week, six days in. Yeah. Brian's, uh, Brian is probably moving here in April and has talked about moving in as well. It's not confirmed, but that's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting if we have videographer, and then uh, two people with the company all working together. we got to turn off work at a certain time of night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we all have different hobbies. And Parker, uh, Parker does golf and piano, and I watch a lot of sports, and I enjoy cooking. And as many of you have seen on my Instagram story, I recently started raising quail. And so I've been doing a lot of different things. So our hobbies could not be more different, even though we come to work and, and have the same goal every day. So Parker and I met when we were probably – going into sophomore year or yeah, I guess it was sophomore year. And I will never forget. So I grew up in Clifton, Texas, which is about 40 minutes west of Waco, Texas. And I'll never forget we were doing summer workouts and there was some new kid, skinny with a little, uh, with a little curly, curly fro. And I'll never forget we were doing like circuits or something and we finished. And you always had to take a knee after you were done and wait until everybody in the group was done. It's like a high-intensity workout, and I will never forget my entire life. Some kid that I've never seen in my entire life, I've never talked to him or anything, just some new kid to school, looks over at me and says, nice cut-off sleeves, because I had cut-off sleeves, and he was the only person in the gym that had sleeves on, and I guess where Parker was from, you didn't cut off your sleeves. That That was a weird thing to
1: do. I still, I still don't remember saying that. I think you're over-exaggerating. No,
0: no, 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 no. He said it.
1: Um, yeah. I was a little cocky when I came into a small town. I came in from a big school in Dallas uh, and then moved to a really small school uh, near Waco, Texas, and uh, moved out on a ranch, and uh, that's how I met That's how I met you.
0: Yeah, yeah. so we graduated high school together, and then um, he went to A&M, and I went to Texas Tech for a few years and ended up at Tarleton, where I graduated, he graduated from A and M. Uh, we have a lot of people ask us about college and 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 what we did. It's kind of funny. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't think I use anything that I learned. I have two degrees, and I don't think I use either of them for
1: anything that I do here. Do you? I mean, do you use much of yours? I think I use uh, the relationships that I built in the Aggie network is is strong, and I feel like that's definitely going to come in handy. Uh, I don't think I could I could point to anything specific from a class that I learned, but I still, think, Fair enough. I still think you can make the argument, do I think that you should go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to get a college education when, you know, I think what's most important is, like we talk about, are you a decent human being and do you have a good work ethic and are you going to excel where you are? Uh, then I think the sky's the limit. So I think that, you know, I was very, very fortunate to have, you know, my parents – pay for my college and so i think it's it's it could be beneficial to go and you know you learn a lot of social skills and you learn how to network and um i think that's kind of invaluable and it's kind of hard to put a put a number on that but um no i would not say that on a day-to-day basis at you apparel i use i use any exact skills that i learned in college
0: yeah, people always say I didn't I didn't use anything that I learned in college, but I think that we we like to think of college as like the economics class or the um, the calculus class or, or, or whatever you took. And in reality, you there were so many more things I learned time management because I, I didn't have much and uh, I struggled in college. But it's funny because I'm I so I come from music industry before this, and I, and people are always like, oh, you're still in the music industry. You work for Granger. And, and yes and no, I, I do help with some of the the day-to-day smaller tasks with Granger, and I, and I really enjoy that. Um, but more than anything, Parker and I do a lot of e-commerce, and it's kind of like an ecosystem. Um, there's Granger and his music career, and then there's Yee Apparel, and I don't know where, but at some point they intersect, and... Um, we, so we both do a little bit of everything, but we're, we're basically focused on ye Apparel more than anything. And so I would say that I'm, I don't know about you, I'm probably about 80% e-commerce and marketing, and then about 20% uh, Granger. But I, I remember whenever I first got the job, or sorry, I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit. I remember whenever I first interviewed here and I met with you guys, and of course, I've known Parker forever at this point. I'd known Tyler somewhat, obviously nothing like I know him right now. And then I've been around Granger a few times, but but not a ton. And I'll never forget coming down here to the farm uh, farm and sitting here. And I remember I was so scared to be out of the music industry. And remember, this is before COVID hit and touring has just been shot and the, and the poor music industry has just taken it on the chin. But yeah, I, I remember being scared. And now two two years and two months later, I, I can't believe that I was ever worried to be be in e-commerce. And I guess that is to say too, is I'll never forget whenever I sat down, Parker said, here, watch this video. And it was a two hour YouTube video and it was how to run Facebook ads. And man, I've got a short attention span and I really did not want to watch this video, but I remember watching that video and learning so much. And a lot of what you and I have done, and that, I think that that is symbolic of everything that we've done at Apparel, or that you've done, especially is that we've taught a lot of this ourselves like we didn't go to college for e-commerce I I know I didn't and I know you didn't either and I I really didn't even go to college for marketing Um, we kind of just figured a lot of this out as we go and we're still figuring it out like a lot of y'all say that you know this is awesome or that's awesome yeah it may be but we're figuring this out every launch every month every new thing that we do is is an experiment for us still to this day I think
1: yeah I think a lot of it's uh like I'll talk to my some of my friends parents and they just will not they cannot comprehend that I have a job, you know, running the day to day of a company without a degree in business or a degree in marketing. Right. Like they're like, how is that, how is that possible? Like they, their brain cannot wrap, like get around the fact that, you know, you can have a job in something and not have a degree in it, but there's just so much, there's so much free information out there that you can literally teach, like literally type in anything Mm -hmm. that you want to do on YouTube Mm -hmm. and you know, A lot of people will say like, I have a PhD in persistence and consistency and just doing it over a long period of time and not giving up on it. And a lot of it's just having emotional intelligence. I think that's really underrated. I think that's what, you know, being raised in a household where you're socialized and then going to college too and being involved in sports or any type of band or being in a club or just being around other human beings, you learn emotional intelligence. And I think that's the most important thing in marketing and is, you know, that kind of segues into one of the things that we were going to talk about, which is just like building building the business in general. And it's like, we were very fortunate to have Granger who already had eyeballs. It's like, that's one thing that you need as an audience, but it's like, have a product that's a quality product that people care about and want to buy and then market that in an interesting way, get it in front of eyeballs. And I think a big part about marketing correctly is to not have a degree in marketing where you're overthinking everything, and doing it, everything by the book. And it's just like, dude, what would make me give a crap about this product? If I, we just communicate to our customers like we communicate to our friends very informally and something that's going to make them give a crap when, you know, there's a million other brands out there. So
0: yeah, one of the, I've been quoting it this past week. Um, because I read it again, and it's, it's never been more relevant with our winter launch and us gearing up for everything. But one of my favorite quotes that I heard early on in my career is that people don't buy from brands, they buy from people. And so I run all the marketing for the most part. Um, we both help each other with a lot of things, but I, I tend to do most of the marketing. And so anytime you're, you're, you're DMing Instagram, Yee Apparel Instagram, 90% of the time, it's me that's seeing it. And what we try to do so much that that I see other brands not care about is build a community and we have a yee nation facebook group that's how we build a community um speaking on the instagram dms like i try to respond or at least like or acknowledge in some way every single instagram dm that comes through because i mean we've we've had people that dm us and say i mean we i've just gotten some of the craziest messages about people that say Ye apparel literally saved my life. Like the content that y'all are making and the, and the shirts that y'all are making. I've, I, I met someone, I got one the other day that someone said, I, I met someone in the Ye Nation Facebook group um, and we're dating and we've been dating a year now. And um, man, I was really struggling with my life before I met this girl. And man, that was just the most fulfilling thing that I, I think I've received in a long time. And it's cool to know that we're doing something like that in someone's life. And so I think that Creating community is a lot of things that, that marketing people just forget about. um, And we've tried not to, that Facebook group has been around for, I remember, I remember whenever we, it's been around for like 15 or 16 months. I remember when when I first came to Parker and said, we should do this. And I think I didn't even know what it was going to look like. I had no idea it was going to take off like this. And we were like, okay, I guess we'll give it a shot. Because at that time we had like Instagram we had Instagram posts and we had Facebook posts, but it's really hard to connect with, with your community. And I feel like a lot of marketing people just forget about that. And they're just in an echo chamber where they just post their little posts and, and just forget about the actual people that are on the ground and and buying their stuff. But, and I hope that we never get away from that. And our plan has always been to be like that. Um, the Instagram has grown immensely and we get tons of DMS and we get tons of, I mean, Facebook, everything. I, it, the amount of inquiries that we get are so so insane, even email, but we try to always respond. Um, all of our emails, we, we tell people, any marketing email that we send, we usually say something at the bottom like, feel free to email us if you had any questions or just want to say hi. And we read all of those. So people think that it's a general response. I see those. It's part of my morning routine. I come in and I probably have 40 a day. And it's important for me to always read those and show the ones to Granger that, that I know that he wants to see or show the ones to Parker because as soon as you don't do that, you you lose, you lose touch with, with the people that are buying your product. And I feel like a lot of brands do that. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a second. Thank you guys for listening to the first ever Yee Yee podcast. We just got done wrapping up our winter Yee Yee apparel launch. It's the first one we've ever done, and we are already getting ready for the spring launch. When's that spring launch again?
1: March 19th at 10 a.m. Central Standard
0: Time. Central Standard Time, March 19th, the spring launch. Get ready. And by the way, we're going to go ahead and drop some promo cards in here. If you go to yeapparel.com or yee.com and use the promo code yee-yee-podcast, you're going to get 10% off your next order. However, there's a catch there's only 10 of these available. So make sure you go use them now. The first 10 that are used will be able to get 10% off their next order. And after that, they're going to be gone.
1: So Hayden and I were talking about, you know, today and what this launch means to us and how amazing the support was that we got. And it just got us thinking about where we were before this and what led us to this day and just how grateful we are. And it got me thinking about, you know, so I went to Texas A&M and I graduated from A&M and a lot of people ask what we did before this. Uh, so I was I was 100% gonna go into, I was gonna be a real estate agent. I was gonna go into residential real estate, uh, residential real estate and I was gonna sell houses. And I got an awesome internship when I was at AM and was surrounded by a bunch of great guys that were huge into personal development that taught me a lot of the habits that I have. Yeah, I remember you that talking I have about now. that. And they were probably the one of the biggest um, influences on my life as a as a young man, and uh, I had a full time job lined up with them. And then at the time, Granger Granger had just gotten his record deal, and Yee, Yee had been rocking. This was back in 2016. Yee, Yee had been rocking for like you know four four years or four or five years, um, probably four years at that point. But the uh, Yee, Yee Apparel didn't really exist. It was more just like merchandise for an artist, right? And they had just released an energy drink. <laughs> uh, and that was all Tyler. And that was eE energy's a, a whole nother thing, but Tyler basically, he wanted to do a drink and no one, no one would partner with him. And he said, I'll just do it myself. Right. And, and so Tyler literally with no distribution lined up or anything was just like screw it like what's the minimum order quantity and he had 100,000 cans sent to our warehouse in Hutto, Texas. Which
0: is the most Tyler thing ever if you've gotten to know him at all. Yeah. He he's been told no his entire life and he just says screw it I'll just do it myself, which you got to love.
1: Yeah, Tyler is uh, yeah, if you tell a Tyler <laughs> no then he's he's going to f- try to find a way to to right. get it done. So uh, which is obviously apparent with Granger's career is, you know, Granger's entire music career was people telling him that he wouldn't make it and giving every excuse in the book. And Tyler found a way to get him to where he is now, which is amazing. Anyway, all that being said, uh, I graduated A&M and they're like, D- we have this energy drink and we need someone to sell it and we need someone to grow the brand. And I'm a very conservative person. I'm not someone to mm-hmm. take risks. I, I mm-hmm. am now, but at the time I was very conservative versus Granger who had a you know a a college education lined up and decided to take a chance and and move to Nashville in the middle of college like who does that <laughs> who has that personality type Your parents were probably scared Yeah but they supported him thank god Yeah and then Tyler worked one year at a bank and was like this is the worst thing ever so they're both pretty similar in that they're they're rebellious like right. ambition of, you know, entrepreneurship and I'd rather live a life taking a risk and never making it than wondering what, what would have happened? What if? So I came on, I came on in 2016 and, and, and was just started cold calling. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in there by myself. God, I
0: remember hearing stories about this when we were just friends and golly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Granger and Tyler were just like, this is whatever you make it. So it was me. And then uh, one other girl was doing customer service and shipping. It was just us two in there all day. And uh, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to set up. I was trying to use the Aggie Network, trying to set up meetings. And I, I set up a few meetings, but uh, nothing really went through and never really got any traction. But uh, Yi Nation was strong, and we were able to sell all, through all of the energy drinks, but I never lined up. My goal was to get it in stores, and we never got in any stores. And Which is incredibly hard, especially in the energy drink market.
0: And I'm not sure we – well, I can't speak for you all because I wasn't there yet, but I, I'm not sure that we knew how hard it is. I mean, think about it. Before Bang Energy came along, it was really Red Bull, and then Monster was just kind of owning the market. Besides those two, I mean, there's yeah, there was no one. So, so you you've got you're making these calls. You're you're working at this time. How much would you say of your job was Yee Energy, and how much was Yee Apparel? Like what percentage was? Uh, like Ninety five percent
1: EE Energy. Man, that's all crazy. All I would do all day is get, get on LinkedIn and wow. send cold emails to distributors, and no one would answer me. That's all I did all day. I hated my life. I was pretty depressed back then. I would literally just go to work, get cold called, get told no all day. And while Granger and Tyler were on tour, just absolutely killing it. That was the, that was Granger's touring like heyday when he was at, you know, stagecoach and, you know, headlining huge festivals. Yeah, it was
0: shortly after Backroad Song and if the boot fits yeah. and so there were a lot of
1: great lineups that he was on. Yeah, so I was living I was living with Tyler, but he was on the road so much that I'd basically just go home to an empty house and then go to work with this one other girl who'd be there. And then just get, just cold call. And then everybody would just say no to me. And then I'd go home. And it was like, it was like a really dark time. You'd
0: eat your little rice cake on the, on the couch. I remember you used to eat your little rice cake. You would put peanut butter on it. He would eat a rice cake at 8 PM and go to bed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, I realized that we, I was like, well, these shirts are, are selling pretty well. And Tyler would always talk about, man, back in the day, we used to sell, we used to sell a lot of Earl Dibble shirts. And like, those were the days. And so I started to slowly, very slowly reach out to some of our different vendors and think about some new shirt designs or hat designs. And our stuff was just, it was terrible. Like we've come such a long way, but at the time it was good. And
0: a lot of y'all remember that too. A lot of people are listening to this and can say, wow, I remember those shirts. And a lot of people love them, um, but it's the
1: quality's gotten better. And a lot of the designs have gotten, I yeah. mean, they have gotten better substantially. Yeah uh yeah the shirts the shirt quality has gotten better but the hat quality is just night and day because hats are so hard hats are so hard to get good quality if you don't know the right people and you don't know what you're looking for and what to tell them because if there's anything i've learned in this job it's when you want something 95 percent of the time people are going to send you something and if you just go along with it it's going to be terrible like you you just get to the point where you realize that your standards are not the same as everybody else's if you want to have a successful business and you're literally like they're gonna send you something, and the stuff that I used to just say yes, it would be like a patch that literally someone just grabbed the hat and ironed it on, and like there's just a huge crease in the middle and that the patches would just peel off and it was just awful. So I anyway, so I I slowly started to to dive more into the apparel side and had no idea what I was doing. What what year is this about? Uh probably two thousand 2017 Mm -hmm. like late 2017 was probably when I started to just like come out with new products but it wasn't like a launch and it wasn't like even seasonal then it was just coming out with new products (laughs) And, and this was about the time where I basically just gave myself permission to look at what other successful brands were doing and gave myself permission to say I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay and it's okay that I I'm having to to model and modify what other successful brands are doing because that's what they did. And no one knows what they're doing at the beginning. Whereas, and I, well, and I like,
0: sorry, well, I just, I, I want to stop right there and, and highlight that because it's, that's so important. And that is like, no one will say, you won't hear a lot of business owners say that, and you won't hear a lot of people say that. And I know that this guy will, because I watch him on a daily basis obsess over the quality and and what other brands are doing and it's important to look at what other brands are doing and and um we're not like we're not doing rocket science here like i know that a lot of ee nation thinks that it is but we're making hats and t-shirts and there's a lot of people out there that make hats and t-shirts but we do it better than them and we're going to try to always do whatever we're doing better than them and there's and there's some great companies out there don't get me wrong but we do a lot of that better than com- other companies and a lot of our competitors because of this guy right here. He literally obsesses, um, and I guess you're kind of talking about this about what goes into the product. But I mean, I will walk into his office at any time of the day, and he's on different websites, and and sometimes they're they're in our demographic, and then sometimes they're they're outside a brand that both of us like a lot of things that they do from the marketing standpoint is out, is here in Austin, not too far from us, Outdoor Voices and he's looking at their brand and they make athleisure wear and so it's nothing compared to what we're doing but they do a lot of cool stuff whether it be something small on their website that that interacts with with people or whatever so i just wanted to highlight that that you're you're able to say that you can step back and look at what other people d- do like don't recreate the wheel it's already been made and a lot of companies have already done it well we just try to pride ourselves on the little things and so that's what you've done i think just an insane job of before I got here, but then I've even seen your personal growth and how you've done that since I've been here in the last two plus years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, man. Uh, Yeah. I I love the saying that it's like there, you know, the biggest day I may, I may butcher the quote, but Mm -hmm. it's like, one of the most important moments in your life is when you realize that the most successful people on earth are no different than, than you or I, it's like, no one knows what they're doing at the beginning. It's just the people who give themselves permission to, uh, give their give themselves permission to just give it a shot, um, and I'm, I feel like I'm coming talking about myself too much and coming across narcissistic. Now, like we still have a long way to go, and we're nowhere near where I want to be. But, um, back to my story. So, uh, this was like 2018. Like I slowly started to just to dive in and create product and throw away product and then sell it, and then Tyler would approach me and be like uh, look, man, like, I want to make sure that you're happy here. And there, there came a time where, uh, I, I was two, both of my best friends are, uh, pilots in the Marine Corps and really found a sense of purpose and meaning, which I think every young man, you know, yearns for is that, that purpose in their life of, you know, what's it all for and what can I stand for that's greater than myself. And I think that's where you find, you know, your fulfillment because everybody just ends up in these jobs that, you know, they hate and, they, yeah. and they, they lose their sense of purpose and manhood. And, um, so I was, I was literally training for the, uh, Marine Corps PFT physical fitness test. And my best friend and I were going to go to OCS, which is officer candidate school. Uh, and I think that was summer of 2018 probably. And then I just prayed about it a lot and spent so much time thinking about it. And, uh, for whatever reason, I just decided that know I felt like God was just calling me to uh, to stay to stay with my brothers and my widowed mom and I knew that you know I'd be away a lot if I had joined the Marine Corps so I decided to stay and just kind of followed my heart and uh, felt like that I had unfinished business with Yi Yi and that I had just pretty much failed at that point into everything that I'd set out to do we hadn't accomplished and so just kind of went back to the drawing board and uh, like I was saying earlier, just kind of gave myself permission to look at, you know, what other brands are doing, how can I teach myself how to do this? And I just like, I just went all in just watching YouTube videos and self-educating and try to figure out what, what other brands were doing that was successful and how we could get on their level. And there's no reason that, you know, Granger being a country music star couldn't have a successful brand with me doing it full time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just went all in on the apparel really went for a plus quality and tried to, to keep it at a very high standard and then Tyler Tyler always just being in my ear being like you know we need to get to the next place whenever we get into our new office we're going to have a whole row of offices we're going to have a marketing department we're going to have a, a full-time videographer and we're going to have you know a customer service department and then we're going to have all these shippers and in my head I'm just like yeah right dude we're not going to do that like I was perfectly content just being where we were having our one shipper and then just like riding that out but Um, sure enough, as we sit here today, we have an entire row of offices in a, in a multimedia room with our new full-time videographer, Brian, sitting right next to to me and, um, you know, 24 people on payroll now who are shipping our stuff out. So, um, the slow growth leading up to like 2018 and then the biggest hire that we ever made was you as the apparel was slowly growing and, and we were getting traction, um, you were in between jobs at the time and we'd always joked about you being just a type A personality just a go-getter never really knew what your role would be here in particular but just know that you were one of the most emotionally intelligent type a energetic people that I know and whatever you put your mind to like whatever Hayden's doing as as people listening probably are part of the YeE Ye Nation Facebook group or know about Hayden like he is very type A like he's going to tell you what he thinks and he's not going to hold back. And, uh, and we didn't really, it was one of the biggest risks that we took because it was like, I'm going to hire my best friend from high school who has no experience. And I don't even know exactly what your role is going to be. None. But we brought you on and then it completely changed. It completely changed the business. Um, and I feel like that's almost a good ending segue for this first, episode, unless we want to go a little bit more in depth than that. But I feel like we could do that in the next episode. Well,
0: no, it's just, uh, yeah, no, this is, I mean, blah. Uh, yeah. You, you said everything right there. Um, yeah. I remember I I was at a job before that was a, a music tech company up in the DFW area. And I still keep in touch with a lot of those folks and they're, man, they're really great people. Um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was a long-term fit for me. And I, I think that a lot, like I said, I keep in touch with them. I think that they could even say that. And I actually saw them at a show recently and I hung out with a lot of those folks and they're just really good people and, um, doing some really cool things in the music industry. So I'm not, you know, I'm can only say great things about them, but I just knew that it wasn't the best fit. And I remember I, I came into work one. I usually, I got there early this morning and there weren't that many people in the office. And I remember, Someone, one of the guys called me over who was you know, one, of the, one of the head guys, and he said, hey, can you bring your stuff and come with me? And I didn't think much of it. Actually, he told me to leave my stuff, leave my stuff on my desk. He said, hey, can you come with me real quick? And I rem- I'll never forget. I walked into a room, and there were three people there, all, all three high up. And I just remember, you know whenever you walk into the threshold of the room and you immediately are like, Oh no! I want to go. I want to leave. I immediately wanted to backpedal, and I knew. And I sat down, and I think I teared up a little bit. It was it was emotional. Um, although I knew that the job wasn't a long term fit, I really did like a lot of those people there. I thought that they were doing some, and still are doing some incredible, cutting edge things in the in the industry. But it's the uncertainty, and I I wasn't quite sure of my future, and and it, music industry jobs aren't the easiest thing to come by. And in Texas, um, a lot of those people moved to Nashville or LA or New York or Miami or whatever. And I didn't really want to do any of those things. So I got laid off and I'll never forget driving home. It was, oh, it was, a, it was a commute. It was about 45 minutes. I'll never forget driving home and just thinking, oh man, what am I going to do? And With time, just the most insane timing, uh, Parker called me, and we really hadn't spoken about this at all, like about me coming and joining the team here. But he called me, and the next day I drove down for an interview here, and I drove down, I actually called someone that I knew in Austin and interviewed with them. I interviewed at the other place the next day and then drove to the Yee Farm and interviewed with you guys. And I remember Granger putting me through the gauntlet and Granger wanted to make sure that I wasn't just looking for a, a rebound job type thing, which totally understand. And at the time, I remember, like I said earlier, I, I was I was worried about getting out of the music industry, but it ended up I took a chance, and I, I don't think I've ever looked back. And um, the last thing I'll finish with uh, speaking on that is just how how happy I am here and how how much um, joy I've found in this in this job. Is the other day Parker and I were hanging out with some friends watching football on a Sunday. And you know that time on Sunday where it gets like, I don't know if y'all watch football, but you got the 12 o'clock hour games and you got the three o'clock hour games and those three o'clock hour games start winding down at least in central time. And it's about six fifteen, six thirty, that sun's starting to go down and you start to get those Sunday scaries and oh. the Sunday scaries. And I remember every Sunday at jobs before really getting those. And you know what? I've been here two plus years and I've never had Sunday scaries. And I remember the whole group that Parker and I were with, were sitting around talking about, Oh, I'm getting the scaries. I'm getting the scaries. And if you don't know what the Sunday scaries are, it's the anxiety about the time late Sunday, where you realize the, the weekend's over, you have to go back to work. And I remember Parker and I driving home after that. And I looked over at him and I said, I don't think I've gotten the Sunday scaries yet since I've been working at E. Apparel." And Parker goes, I don't think I've gotten the Sunday scaries in years. And that's, I know that that's such a small thing, but if you've had the Sunday scaries and if you get them often, then you know exactly like what that feeling's like. And man, it's just been a blessing to not worry about that. Um, Most Sundays I cannot wait to go to sleep because I can't wait to be back out at the farm. I get the chance to work with a great team that I really truly care about as people and truly, uh, give a damn about what we're doing here and what we're building. And I really believe in it. And I think that everyone here does from the top to the bottom. Um, And I think that we all, we all are kind of on the same page and we're building something cool here. So yeah, I guess that's a good way to end it. And we thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Like I said, this is our first time. Um, We, like I said earlier, we don't know exactly what this podcast is going to look like. It won't always be Parker and I. Um, we're just gonna have fun with it. We we definitely don't want to take this too seriously, and yeah, I mean it's just gonna be a good time. If 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 you have an idea of anything for us to do, we've we've been reading some, we've been brainstorming some on what we should be doing, and and some ideas for different segments. Or should we do a Yee caller ye callers where we talk to people that are living the Yee life, some of our fans, and we and we bring them on the podcast on the phone or, or whatever. We're open to it. This is going to be y'all's podcast however we want to do something that is going to be interesting to y'all because ultimately y'all are the ones listening and so
1: yeah i mean i guess that's that's the ending yeah of our first podcast hopefully, ever hopefully we gave you some good background info a little bit about us a little about where we're at as a company and you know i don't want every episode to be like that and don't think every episode will be like that but for people who want to go back and listen to episode one and see who the heck we are and what we're doing um this would be kind of cool for us to look back on and for, you know, whoever listens in the future to look back on. And then like Hayden said, like this is about you guys. So whatever you want us to, to talk about, let us know. And um, we'll get guests on. We'll take calls like Hayden said, and uh, keep it fun, keep it inter- interesting. And it'll be the people's podcast. So we'll do whatever y'all want to do.
0: And if you aren't already following us on Instagram, go to at yee apparel and hit that follow button and you're going to enjoy some good content. Oh, man, I groaned right as the kid. I just we're finishing Stom- the solid, podcast. Solid stomach growl. Solid stomach growl. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time. See ya.